Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Coming up, a Roland Martin unfiltered streaming live on the Black Star Network. The Louisiana State Trooper is losing his job after going public with allegations of brutality and racism within his department. But the troopers accused of the brutality are still employed. The self-styled whistleblower will be here to tell us about that and his lawsuit. A group of black farmers filed a motion to intervene as part of a Texas federal court battle over $5 billion in debt relief for farmers of color. We'll talk to one of the attorneys representing the black farmers who want to get what's owed to them. State of Michigan, they're ambitiously aiming to replace all of Benton Harbor's lead pipes in 18 months. Tonight, the Benton Harbor Health Center chief medical officer is here and will describe the lead's effects on his patients. All right, then. Boston paying out over a million bucks to a black man who was arrested for being drunk, but he was really having a stroke. 
He did not get medical attention for five hours. Plus, physical and sexual abuse allegations had the Department of Justice investigating Texas's juvenile correctional facilities all over the state. Folks, it's time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Streaming the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. The Louisiana State Trooper who revealed the pattern of misconduct and excessive force against black folks will be fired after his five-week unpaid suspension ends. At the same time, the accused officers, they remain on the job. Trooper Carl Cavalier is fighting back and is taking legal action against the state of Louisiana. Cavalier alleges he faced racial discrimination and that his whistleblowing activities led to the suspension. The former Louisiana State Trooper joins me now from Homer, Louisiana. Now, folks, we also reached out to the Louisiana Department of Public Safety for a comment, and this is what they sent us. This came from the uh, head of office, public affairs officer, Captain Nick uh, Manali. Uh, Trooper Cavalier received the decision of the appointing uh, first of all, authority, uh, first of all, on or about May 5th, 2018, petitioner began, first of all, this is the court filing from the trooper. So, guy, pull the statement up, please. Of the of the, uh, of the of the DPS, so pull that up, please. Thank you. Trooper Cavalier received the decision of the appointing authority to move forward with termination based on an administrative investigation that revealed he violated several departmental policies. It should be noted that our disciplinary administrative process is not finalized, and Cavalier remains an employee at this time. The, 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 the disciplinary letter with policy violations will be made available when complete. Cavalier is due a fair and impartial process, and as such, the department cannot provide comment on any pending litigation. All right, uh, Trooper uh, Cavalier, glad to have you on the show. So, um, what you saw, when did this start, and how extensive was this abuse of African Americans by the Louisiana State Troopers? Um, thanks for having me. So, when I first found out about, learned about Ronald Green, it was in 2020, uh, around about May, um, when the pandemic first really just kicked off and got going, where we were at, I was in New Orleans and I detailed at the convention center where we held COVID-19 patients. And I overheard an investigator, <clears throat> excuse me, on the Ronald Green case speak uh, about the video, about the gruesome Ronald Green video. You know, at that point, I haven't heard, up until that point, I haven't, you know, heard anything about the Ronald Green case. So when he spoke of it, he was, spoken, he was speaking to a group of uh, troopers and I overheard him saying that the uh, video was gruesome. When it comes out, uh, the public is going to be enraged about it. Um, it was worse than the George Floyd incident. And I heard him speaking about Ronald Green gurgling blood uh, and trying to struggle to breathe it when the trooper come, came along and, and put his foot on his back. So uh, from that point, I started making phone calls. I started, uh, you know, I said, digging around, looking for more answers uh, to questions I had. So, first of all, 
the Ronald Green video you're talking about, that, that particular uh, story uh, shocked many people where they said he died in a car crash. Then the body camera video revealed how he was beaten uh, viciously by, by Louisiana State Troopers. There have been other cases as well. Uh, and what you detail is an ongoing, consistent uh, effort in, by, by Louisiana State Troopers beating black motorists and then it being covered up and, frankly, uh, not being dealt with by the state. Yes, that's correct. Um, the other cases you mentioned, um, there's one case, Joaquin Machado, Hispanic male. That was in February, February 3rd, 2019. Ronald Green occurred May 10th, 2019. Aaron Bowman, black motorist, May 30th, 2019. Morgan Blake, July 16th, 2019. And Antonio Harris, uh, May of 2020. So these uh, black and minority motorists were being targeted and uh, just pointed out by these white state troopers, you know, as they just brutalized and beat them and um, had to had the leeway to cover it up because their supervisors were allowing it to go on. You know, the supervisors were allowing it to prevail and the administrative um, body and state police, they were allowing it to happen as well because the information was brought to their attention. Even as, as recent as this year, uh, new videos and cases were brought to their attention, but they were just simply push, pushing it to the side, uh, I guess, to try to save face for the, for the department. Again, we've seen uh, the superintendent of Louisiana uh, State Police, an African-American, uh, speak out uh, on, on these issues. But what you're still dealing with is um, others who say uh, enough has not been done to fix what's happening uh, in this department. Um, what else did you see? What else did you hear about uh, that our audience needs to know? Um, well, the fact that, yeah, we, we do have African-American uh, colonel, but the thing is, uh, in the public, public side, he's been very disingenuous, you know, coming off um, as someone, you know, he don't have all the information, he don't know what's going on half of the time. But he knows exactly what's going on. Um, as I previously spoke of, he was presented with some cases himself and the rest of his staff were presented with new cases, new videos. But they just choose not to investigate it. They choose not to look into it. Um, it were videos and cases that the feds didn't have their hands on. Um, they could have very well opened the investigation into these cases. It's just want to save face uh, with the public. They just don't want the uh, department to suffer any more damage to their to his reputation. Um, so I, I guess, you know, from the outside looking in, it might, might seem like a relief to have an African-American colonel, but that's not the case right now. And um, it's not to slander him or his name. I had personal conversations with this guy, but he's just um, really not doing enough or not doing anything at all. You know, um, a lot of a lot of black African-American uh, employees, was state troopers with uh, state police are being quiet for the simple fact that he's passing out promotions. He's passing out these promotions and, and it's keeping people quiet for the most part on uh, things that they know, you know? Why did you, why did you come forward? What, was there a tipping point where you said, I've got to say something? Um, yes, of course. Um, I've always known that, first of all, I've always been vocal. I've always been vocal about uh, injustices and things that I deem um, you know, not right, unfair to anyone, no matter the color of, you know, or where they come from or whoever they are. You know, if it's wrong, it's wrong. I speak out about it. 
Uh, so I've always been known for that. And I've, I filed a grievance of my own in two, 2018 when I started personally experiencing, you know, racism for myself and discrimination for myself within the department. Uh, my tipping point with this Ronald Green case is just that they murdered him. You know, they murdered him. It could have been me. It could have been my cousin. It could have been my friend. Uh, Ms. Mona Hart and Ronald Green's mother could have been my mother. And I just, you know, I couldn't imagine that being my mom and no one speaks out about it, you know. Um, and at the end of the day, me speaking out about these things is what I get paid to do. I, I swore, you know, I swore and took an oath that I would do just what I'm doing. And that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, they asked me to do this. They pay me for this. And, you know, but suddenly it's a problem because it's being covered up by the department. You, um, do you believe that this department is definitely going to fire you? And when they say you, you, you violated department protocols, like what? Um, what they're saying on paper is loyalty to the department, which is a joke to me. Uh, dissemination of information. Um, a, a few a few other things along those lines, but it's, it's, it's all just things to, uh, like I say, to, to cover the department and I guess try to paint me in a bad light. Um, I, I just don't understand. I guess I understand it, but it's just, it just amazes me, astonish, it astonishes me that the department would go, go at this length to cover itself and uh, save face instead of just uh, coming out and admit, you know, their wrongdoings and separate itself from the people who are doing, who are doing wrong, you know? Uh, questions uh, from uh, my panel here. Uh, I want to bring them in uh, to this. Uh, Greg Carr, uh, Department of Afro-American Studies at Howard University. Farage Muhammad, radio and TV host, Reese Colbert, Black founder of Black Women Views. Uh, first question, Greg, goes to you. You on mute? Thank you, Roland. There we, go. There, there we go. Thank you, Roland, and, and thank you, officer. Uh, certainly to hear that you've been suspended with charges of being disloyal, and I mean, it, it's utterly absurd on his face. But I just want to ask you, for all the women and men, for all the folk who are in law enforcement around the country who are human beings first, like you, what's your, what do you say to them when they see that you are literally willing to risk it all to expose these hunters, these killers, these patterollers, and and who who invade and affect us every day. Well, what do you say to those folks who are looking at you saying, "Man, I wish I had his courage." And thank you, mm. by the way. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Um, thank you for those kind words. I would say to those folks that um, um, there there are more troopers, there are more officers, there are more um, employees like that, like me out here. It's just that. Just like state police and many other agencies, this, it's set up systematically to where if you want to speak out as far as what I'm doing, you want to do something like this, they're going to make an example out of you. They're going to they're going to hunt you down just like they're hunting the motorists down, and they're going to try to, you know, discredit you in every way they can. They're going to try to like they're doing to me, take my money away from me, um, you know, try to try to put you in a choke a chokehold, sort of say, to make you give up, to make you tap out, to make you give in. You know, they're going to send individuals at you to try to, um, you know, persuade you to do other than what you're doing. But what I would say is what's important right now is just support, support from the public, support from, you know, anyone is, is great right now, will be great right now. Um, you know, and I'm not talking about just uh, monet 
you know, money or anything like that. Just uh, a word, an email, or a message just saying, hey, you know, keep doing what you're doing. We're praying for you. I, you know, the prayers are great. It's just the support is very important for people like me to show officers who want to speak out, who um, who want to have the courage to speak out, to just give them the, the encouragement to speak out. That's what I would say. Thank you, brother. Reese. Um, thank you so much for your courage and what you're doing. I want to ask a question, and I don't mean this in a negative way at all. But my question is, why go back? I mean, you have been ostracized. You have been demonized by your department under this absurd charge of loyalty or disloyalty. Why go back to that situation where undoubtedly you're going to be um, hindered from promotions? You'd probably be getting worse assignments. Um, is this something that's worth going back to and why? Yes, my, my belief is if we want to change that place, that department and many other departments, we need people like me on the inside. We need people like me on the inside um, to let them know, to put them on notice that, hey, you can't do these things. If, you know, someone like me, you know, standing by George Floyd and Derek Chauvin in that incident, I couldn't I couldn't imagine, you know, myself standing there while you kneel on a man's neck. You about to come up off his neck for sure. You're going to come up off his neck. First of all, second of all, you're not going to do that in the, in the first place in front of me because you know who I am, you know who I, what I stand for. But in this particular instance where um, I'm asking to be reinstated, my job to be reinstated, it's just it's the principle of the thing. I didn't ask you to leave that job. You know, I didn't do nothing mm -hmm. wrong to leave that job. So I need to go back to encourage the people who want to speak out to say, hey, you can speak out and you can keep your job. You know, they're going to run you through this, this ringer of uh, all the the things they try to run me through, but hey, you could come out clean on the other end and still have support of the public and you know anyone else who stands for right. So it's just the principle of it, you know. And of course, like I said, I didn't ask to leave the job. I didn't ask you to transfer me or anything like that. I spoke about things that I thought were wrong, uh, a murder and a cover up. You pay me to do this, uh, you know. I swore and took an oath, and that's what I'm doing. And I, I want my job back. Faraji. Uh, Trooper, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I just, just a quick question. I'm wondering how many other black officers are standing with you at this time. Um, are you getting the type of support that you that you that you need and that you want right now from officers within the department, your colleagues? And are you getting are you seeing some greater support because of the high profile nature of the Ronald Green case? Are you getting some greater support uh, from black officers around the country? Um. From around the country, it's here and there, here and there around the country. And that, that's from people wow. uh, I sought out myself, you know, uh, people who I've Googled, who I've, you know, went on Instagram and located and found uh, Dr. DeLacy Davis. Uh, I believe he's been on this show a few times, but he's a mentor to me. And that's, you know, it's because this this thing I'm doing doesn't come with a blueprint, you know. It doesn't come with a, with a manual, a how-to manual. So um, Dr. DeLacy is real helpful in, in that perspective. But as far as uh, mm -hmm. black troopers within a department, I would tell you that I have less friends than what I started out with. And they're mostly white. They're mostly white. I have, mm -hmm. um, you know, some new found white friends who are supporting me through and through with this. But uh, I would say that the, the blacks that I do have friends, has, have friends they do it in a tiptoe manner. You know, they're tiptoeing and being very careful to talk to me, uh, to speak with me and things like that. So, you know, 
I, I guess I consider them associates, but uh, they, they're tiptoeing. And like I said before, that uh, the colonel is giving out promotions like it's candy on Halloween. So I, I kind of get it. They want to safeguard their families, but this this is this is bigger than myself and bigger than those guys want to tiptoe around and, and play with this, uh, this situation like Ronald Green didn't lose his life. Uh, have you created a – do you have a legal defense fund, anything along those lines, um, uh, anything set up? No, I do not. I do not have a legal defense fund. Uh, like I said, it, this thing doesn't come with a how-to how manual. Uh, that would be a great idea. I, I guess I'll, you know, I'll take that idea. Who is your attorney? Uh, I just signed on with the Ben Crump Law Firm and co-counsel uh, is Ron Haley here in Louisiana. Uh, well, I, well, I, well, I guarantee you, uh, Ben is familiar with, with uh, legal defense funds uh, and things along those lines, and so uh, we'll be sure to, uh, to reach out to him. Folks, uh, folks are ask, asking in the chat uh, how they can assist you uh, in this. Um, have they notified you? So that statement we read, uh, have they given you a date when this hearing is supposed to take place? No, there's, there's, there's no date. Um, it's just I, I sit and wait on an email or a phone call. There's no, no date when the hearing will take place. All right, then. Uh, well, look, uh, it is, um, first of all, we appreciate you coming forward, sharing uh, with the public exactly uh, what has been going on uh, in terms of in this department. Uh, we know that there are problems all around this country when it comes to uh, police officers, and frankly, there are a lot of cops who won't say anything. They will watch things uh, to allow these things to happen. And the reality is uh, the, the Louisiana State Troopers have a series of problems uh, that are taking place. It's some even want the feds to come in to investigate uh, the department uh, for patterns in practice. Uh, and so we'll see what happens there. Carl Cavalier, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, folks, uh, got to go to a break. We come back on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, we'll talk about uh, not only uh, other uh, uh, police cases. You know, first of all, y'all know you still got more cops out here just lying, making stuff up. Chicago, some other places as well. In addition, uh, we'll be talking about uh, coming, we come back, black farmers trying to get their uh, money. They, they're now participating in a lawsuit there uh, in Texas. And so that'll also give us an indication uh, of what's happening there. So lots of things we want to talk about. We're going to unpack all of this, deal with Benton Harbor, what's happening there with the water in Michigan, worse than Flint. Yeah, that's real. And also Boston. They got to pay a black man a million three dollars, one point three million dollars. With the cops arresting him, saying he was drunk, dude was having a stroke. For real. You're watching Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Back in a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Betty is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now... 
She's free to become Bear Hug Betty. Settle in, kids. You'll be there a while. Ooh, where you going? Payne pretended to be Roland Martin. Holla! You are watching Roland Martin, and I'm on his show today, and it's what, huh? You should have some cue cards. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore, and you're now watching Roland Martin right now. Ah, e uh, y'all know that dog on Kim Willie ain't got no dang sense whatsoever. Historically, black farmers have been denied loans and grants from the USDA. Congress approved debt relief for farmers of color in March. But where's the money? Five billion bucks allocated to farmers of color who typically do not receive the loans like their white counterparts. That money should have been dispensed in June. Well, white farmers have been whining and crying about discrimination and they have been holding up the fund to black farmers with lawsuits. Right now, there's a lawsuit in Texas. Joining us from Hydesville, Maryland, is attorney Miriam Jordan, who is with the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. She's representing the black farmers. Uh, Miriam, glad to have you uh, on the show. So, um, the, you know, these white farmers are yelling reverse discrimination, how they haven't been helped. But it was $25 billion that Trump handed out, and barely any of that went to black, uh, and, black and other farmers of color. Right. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. And as you said, there is a long history of discrimination that black farmers and other farmers of color have faced when it comes to loans given by USDA. And they've been repeatedly denied. And now so many of them face crippling debt. And the American Rescue Plan provides debt relief. And unfortunately, a group of farmers are trying to stop this. And this is a program that we should be commending, not trying to stop. So, so these lawsuits, uh, how many, because uh, I, I know the case in Texas, I think there was one in Wisconsin, I think. So how many lawsuits have been filed trying to stop this money from going to the black farmers? So there are multiple lawsuits filed throughout the country uh, in Texas, Florida, Wisconsin, Colorado, and other states. And these cases are essentially trying to stop uh, USDA from giving out the, uh, the debt relief to these farmers. And unfortunately, there has been an injunction, basically a court order, that has temporarily stopped USDA from giving out these loans. But what is important is that it is that black farmers should have their voices heard. And that is why we are intervening in one of the Texas cases, Miller versus Vilsack, because it is critical for the judge to understand what is at stake and how so many farmers will lose their livelihoods if there is no debt relief. Okay, so how long do you anticipate, foresee this going on? Because, I mean, what it's doing is it's holding up progress, and these black farmers are sitting there going, Man, we got the money approved by Congress, now we're still getting screwed. Exactly. It is very frustrating for them. So many farmers had received a letter notifying them that they had been eligible for debt relief under this program. And they went ahead and made some significant farming plans, expecting that they would get the money. 
So many of them bought new equipment, bought additional seeds, really expanded their farming operations. And unfortunately, we don't know how long this injunction will last or when the case will be resolved. But it's important to keep in mind that so many of these farmers are in limbo because they have no idea what their future is going to look like. Uh, questions from the panel. Reese Colbert, your question for Miriam first. Yes, I, I saw that, you know, essentially the, the black farmers in Texas are concerned that they're not going to get a robust defense from the USDA and the Department of Justice. And the Department of Justice's concern is that this could set a precedent that would um, actually undercut future race-based or racially specific programs. How big of that, do you think that's a valid concern, I should say, from the DOJ or USDA, or do you think that there's a compelling enough case that this will, if, if even if the farmers were not to prevail, it would not damage or hinder future uh, legislation or any existing programs like it? Well, I think it's important for DOJ to vigorously defend the program. And it is important to keep in mind that it is constitutional to have race-based programs that are trying to remedy and correct past discrimination. And so we support DOJ in defending that program. But again, we also want to emphasize that black farmers should also be part of the conversation and be able to directly communicate how they will be impacted by this case. Faraji. Yes, uh, Miriam, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, do you think that this effort right here is, uh, do, do you feel like this is an effort to, to stop, you know, from, from, to push black farmers out of the picture at this point? I mean, yes, there's $5 billion. The president said we're going to make this happen. Congress is going to make this happen. But just on an agency level of the USDA, is this an attempt to continue to discourage black farmers from doing the work and then essentially pushing them out of the picture. It, it, do you feel like there's some nefarious motive behind this whole practice? Well, uh, for right now, the program we don't see is nefarious. We actually commend USDA trying to improve and, you know, put these farmers at, uh, at a good position financially. But it is important to keep in mind some shocking statistics. Right now, I think one out of 100 farmers are black in the past and the last century, one out of seven farmers are black. So you see the significant decrease over the last century. Mm -hmm. The numbers of black farmers in the country have decreased by 98 percent. And so mm -hmm. even though there's no nefarious motive at play, uh, the facts, I think, significantly speak for themselves when we look at this significant decline of black farmers over the past century. Greg. Uh, thank you, Roland, and thank you, uh, Attorney Jordan. Uh, we know that remedying past discrimination, uh, that that rationale shifted, what, as far back as Bakke and Croson and all the lines of cases. And we know John Roberts, of course, with his colorblind constitutionalism, is basically saying the way you stop discriminating by race is stop discriminating by race. So we know, I'm sure, that that's what Stephen Miller and them are counting on. My question is, I guess it's a two-part question. Number one, is the sticking point in this legislation, which may be why the DOJ and them don't really want to push this, and our ad don't want to push this, the phrase socially disadvantaged uh, as a proxy for race? I'm thinking about Anthony Kennedy now. And what about uh, the strategy of while this goes through the courts, is there a way to adjust the legislation? I mean, what, what, what's, your, what's your opinion on perhaps changing 
the legislation, or is this just is there, is there no way to get around that 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 language that's a proxy for race, which is a, seems like that's what they're targeting. Right. So even though they are targeting this phrase, socially disadvantaged farmers, it's a significant phrase given that the way USDA has interpreted is uh, targeting farmers that have experienced racial discrimination in the past when it comes to their loan practices. And so this is a significant interpretation. And even though there are criticisms of this legislation, given what is happening in the lawsuit, it's important to keep in mind that this legislation is the first of its kind to provide this complete debt release that has been, quite frankly, caused by just years and years of discrimination against black farmers and other farmers of color. Thank you. All right, then. Uh, well, uh, it is a, a story that we have been covering for quite some time. Uh, we've had uh, John Board on the show many times. So, Miriam, we appreciate the work the Lawrence Committee is doing here and certainly keep us abreast of what happens uh, with this case. Yes, thank you for having me. And if you want to support our organization, go to our website, lawyerscommittee.org, and you can take a look at our great programs and donate directly to the organization. See, there you go. See, uh, I, had, I had to teach Kristen Clark when she led y'all to always drop the website and how to give. Uh, so uh, no, 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 you, you needed no prodding from me uh, to do that. So that's, that's always important. Tell folks where to give, where to donate, because uh, y'all do some absolute great work. Uh, thanks a bunch. And also, we're going to be uh, next week. Y'all have your uh, awards gala, and we're going to be live streaming it here uh, on Roller Martin Unfiltered and the Black Star Network. So uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. All right, folks. Uh, you know, the, 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 here's the whole deal that we, we're facing right here. Uh, and, Greg, you hit it. And that is you got these white folks who are trying their best to shave, it, to go after anything that helps black folks. Now, they don't want to say a damn thing about the $25 billion that went to all these white farmers. But all of a sudden, oh, my God, no, this is unfair to us. Man, get the hell out of here. That's right, bro. I mean, and again, it ties back to what you've been saying now for years, brother. Elections have consequences. This has been filed in the Northern District of Texas as attempt to intervene. And if it goes through the federal courts, it's going through the Fifth Circuit. This is why appointing federal judges are important. Stephen Miller, that well-rounded racist, knows exactly what he's doing. They have the numbers at the Supreme Court now. Part of the reason the feds don't want to pursue this is because they're afraid that if it gets to the Supreme Court and they knock the teeth out of this on a racial basis— they will then go after everything else they can use as a proxy for race. And again, I didn't want to get into it with Attorney Jordan, but let's be very clear. You go back to those affirmative action cases, the Seattle and Louisville cases, where the Supreme Court, uh, through Anthony Kennedy, said you can use race, but you need to have a proxy for race because you can't use race. This is the exact point. The rationale for addressing past discrimination disappeared in 1974 with Baki. You, you, you can't use race-based language to address prior issues. The Supreme Court has decided that when mm. there was a better number. This is unwinnable. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, I'm, and so, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Could you put a, could you like repeat that, you know, for all of the mm. dumbasses who 
tried to attack me and oh you wrong and all and yeah I'm talking about ADOS, FBA, B1, whatever one of the letters y'all give, all y'all folks who don't know shit about Supreme Court precedent, who don't know a damn thing about legal precedent, and how many times, it, then, it, well, the Asians got a bill, had to tell you fools, it wasn't an Asian bill. If you look at the language, there's nothing in there like that. And so what precipitated a bill is different than what's actually in the bill. But no, you can't tell, you can't tell all these fake-ass TikTok YouTube lawyers out here, you know, who don't know anything, and this is the reality that we're dealing with. And then, Greg, you absolutely made another great point. We talked about the federal judges. Again, for the dumbasses who sit here and say, oh, man, this stuff don't make a difference, whether it's Trump or whether it's Biden, they the same. And I keep trying to tell these fools, Donald Trump appointed nearly 90% white men as federal judges, many of them 35 to 45 years old, and then they are hard right. They do not believe in civil rights. They do not believe in any of these issues. So for all, again, the dumbasses who say, oh, voting don't matter, well, guess who picks judges? President. Guess who confirms judges? U.S. Senate. So y'all go ahead and play around next year and let Republicans get control of the United States Senate, and then you're going to see more federal judges who are likely to strike down programs like this, but we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Greg, go ahead. No, brother, I, 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 listen, I'm I, I interested to hear what you had to say, Reese, because at the end of the day, you just laid it out again, man. You just laid it out again. Elections have consequences, which also means in the executive branch, now we know Tom Vilzak ain't shit, because we see what he did to Shirley Sherrod, but he done got a second bite at the apple, so now you better stand up Use the legislation in the way it is meant to be used. You're, you're terrified of these white boys, and you're right, Roland. You said this the other night. Can you imagine a damn Senator Herschel Walker, his ass sitting up in there where he won't even be able to read whatever they done told him to vote on. He just knows <laughs> that whatever they for, I'm against. And so with that, can you imagine who's going to be on the bench? This is going to come down to the will of those who are in elected office to make decisions, different decisions, regardless of what the statute says, because they're going to use the courts as the as the era of last defense. And again, I just I feel bad a little bit for Attorney Jordan because she know what it is, but she can't say it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And see, and, and Reese, I'm I'm telling you, it was it, you know it was, it was just look, I, I know a lot of people hit me and they're like, man, you were hard on the panel last night. You know, when when Demario and I went at it, and he was like, "Well, if this how they if this how they gonna roll, you know, might as well might as well let the other party be in charge." I'm like, "Oh hell no!" I'm like, mm -hmm. "I'm like, I'm sorry." I look, I'm with everybody on the George Floyd Justice Act. I'm with them on the For the People Act. I'm with them on the John Lewis Act. I'm with them on now the $3.5 trillion plan. It needs to be $6 trillion helping the poor because we damn sure find money to help the rich. We find money on, 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 on defense as well. But the thing that pisses me off is when people don't understand connecting the dots. They don't mm -hmm. understand what they like. Well, we didn't get this. Well, we need to make the Democrats pay. And let me be real clear. I, I'm a firm believer in whooping their behind. But what I do know is the other side don't give a damn about us. Black Republican Burgess Owens don't give a damn about us. That brother in Florida 
who said he would oppose Juneteenth holiday. He gonna oppose. He stand with Donald Trump, uh, Byron, I think with Donald. Don't give a damn about us, okay? Mia Love, when she was there, she wasn't sitting here repping for black folks. Now she mop, mop, running her mouth uh, on CNN. I'm like, they ain't sitting here uh, swinging for us. So I'm like, y'all play around and see what happens by saying voting don't matter. I'm just going to stay at home and then see who's in charge of DOJ. Who's in charge of federal every federal agency? Who's in charge of all the contracting programs? To all y'all people who don't understand anything, but under Obama, they broke down contracts by race. Trump bundled the contracts back up. Smaller black-owned firms couldn't even compete for them. Didn't even keep information about race because they're like, no, we ain't giving y'all a damn thing. But all these fools say, all, everybody the same. And I hear these fools, oh, uh, uh, what, 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 uh, what do they call Joe Biden? Uh, um, Jim Crow Jim. Joe. Okay. Crow. Well, guess what? I'm going to show you some white federal judges who don't give a damn. Oh, by the way, all y'all out there, yeah, FBA, ADOS, B1, tell me how many black judges Biden has named. Since y'all want to run your mouth, and yeah, I'm calling you out by name. And yeah, and I want your punk asses doing some videos on me because you need some clickbait. Do the math. Do the math. Show me how many black judges, how many black female federal judges who will be there for life they have been appointed so far in under Biden-Harris since y'all smart asses know so much. Risa, go ahead. Whew. I mean, this goes back to the conversation we had last year around Ice Cube's black agenda, agenda for black America, whatever he called it. And I pointed out at the time that black people, we have to stop looking for the word black, 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 black and everything because it cannot pass a court challenge, especially not after Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell and Mike Pence appointed over 200 right-wing white supremacist white judges. We have to be smart. Even this legislation, the, the, what they're attacking is the term socially disadvantaged. So even when you don't have the term black specifically being used, there's still an issue. So we have to be clever and we have to look at the impact of legislation instead of looking for the word black, 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 black. Okay? Because right. all I hear is where's the black shit? Where the black shit? The Asians got some. The Asians did not get something from the COVID-19 hate crimes act. It, as a matter of fact, there, it did not create even a new class of, of, of hate crimes. It just merely, I'm not going to go to that again. The bottom line, though, is that we have to be smart and we have to be strategic about how these, how these legislations impact our community as opposed to being so focused on plastering the word black everywhere because we do not have the judiciary that is going to, who is going to uphold any of these things. The 200 judges are gone. All we can do is hold on to what we have right now. Joe Biden, as, as uh, Roland has pointed out, is, is appointing a record number of black women. Matter of fact, um, a, a vast majority of, I shouldn't say a vast majority, a large number of his new appointees have been black people of color, men and women. Okay, and oh, oh, I, I got you, Reese. Y'all go to my computer. Okay. Y'all see it? Okay. Do y'all see my, hold on one second. Y'all don't see the computer. Let me let me go ahead and, uh, since, you know, again, you know, all, all the smart asses out there who love running their mouth, this from the Washington Post here. Biden nominated as many minority women to be judges in four months as Trump had confirmed in four years. 
No. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. see them right here. And Katana, watch that contestant Brown Jackson. She's going to be on the Supreme Court. For all, for all y'all people who are blind, here you go. Now, this is the first four months. They've actually had more in the last, uh, in the last five months, but these are the people who say uh, it's all the same, it don't matter. And again, Reese, they are here for life. Right. And can yeah. I just say one more thing, too? Because I want to be perfectly crystal clear. I am not saying black people should not get stuff specifically for black people. That would be asinine for me to say. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we have to recognize legislative and executive strategy so that we actually get the shit that's for us, that's intended for us, instead of it being mired in court challenges over and over and over again. And so that's why I'm saying we have to elevate our way of looking at things and look at the impacts of things. 50% of children have been will be raised out of poverty as a result of this child tax credit. That's a disproportionate impact on the black community. And so we have to stop looking at things only from a lens of, is the word black there, yes or no? If the answer is no, it's not for us. No, we have to look at impact. And we have to go after those things that have an impact on our community more than anything, celebrate when we get the win, and push harder when we are not getting what we need. If we focus on that, instead of going after the CBC, going after the politicians that are actually fighting for these things that impact our community, then mm -hmm. we will see success. And, and just one more thing I want to say, because I remember when, when Vice President Kamala Harris, when she was running, she had a, a, um, a, a small business um, plan that she rolled out, and it was mocked to death. I mean, it went viral on Black Twitter. Everybody was mocking it because it was like, oh, she's using Pell Grant as a, as a, as a qualification, and she's using X, Y, and Z, and I can't even qualify for that. That's called strategy, because who disproportionately qualifies or, or gets Pell Grants? Black people did, because I remember when they was attacking Obama over his revisions to, to Pell Grants that hurt HBCU and Black students. And so you have to look beyond the clickbait, look beyond the headline, look behind the, the, the neon sign, okay? And you have to look at the impact of things and, and, and actually be focused on that, because that's right. what the other side is focused on. Right. They didn't see Black but they saw something that said, oh, shit, the blacks is going to get that. We got to stop it. We got to mm -hmm. start looking like the way they look at it. And we talk about this case that when it comes to these, uh, these black farmers, Farashi, mm -hmm. it's going through the federal court system. Y'all, mm -hmm. go back to my computer. Fact. I don't care how you feel about Biden and Harris. Fact. Okay. Joe Biden has appointed more black women to the U.S. Appeals Court than nearly any president. Listen to me clearly, y'all. To everybody out there, again, all of you YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, constitutional experts. <laughs> In the history of the United States, 11 black women have been confirmed as federal appeals court judges in history, three of them in the last eight months.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. These only are, happens with the Democratic Senate, by the way. Right. I mean, so, I mean, but I just need, need people who don't know shit to understand. And I know that's somebody for Raji like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's judges, but that 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 really don't have an impact on me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, it has an impact on any federal lawsuit that is filed. Because a federal lawsuit file goes through the federal court system. Oh, for all of you uh, in the like, what, what Chris, Chris, Chris Rock said, all you smarty art, mother. I would, because y'all know what I really want to call y'all. <laughs> State law, the Texas abortion law, federal, federal, Mandates 
federal. Mm -hmm. Prop four, Florida. Federal lawsuit. Yep. We could go on and on and on, but that's for all y'all people who say elections don't matter. Far as you go ahead. Real quick, just, I mean, and, and I think you've you pr you proven the case right here, Brother Roland, and understanding the fact that, you know, and I love what Reese was saying, that we don't always have to think black, black, black. You know, we're talking about making some progress. We're talking about making some gains. And when you're talking about the situation with black farmers, I mean, this is $5 billion on the table. And as I was listening to Attorney Jordan, I mean, and I'm with you there, Dr. Carr, when you said that, you know, in the back of her mind, she knows that this is a uphill battle. But look at, I, I want to bring everybody's attention to Texas. What the hell is going on in Texas? Regarding what? You know what I'm saying? Regarding you what? Know, in terms, in, in terms of all, every, and, and just Okay, okay, it's not, okay, y'all, this ain't hard. Okay, this is not hard, okay? Republicans control every statewide office in Texas. That right. shit ain't hard. Texas- no, That's te not the hard that, part. That's the, that's the point that I'm making. That's the point that I'm making, that if you are talking about really waging war, go to those key states, Texas, Florida. If you, wanna, if you want to really get into the ground, and a lot of, and look, as much as we talk about the, the, the higher offices, look, I was always taught as a community organizer, politics is local. You start mm -hmm. with your local jurisdictions. You start on the ground. That's where the changes are. And why? Because you have to do the part of waking people up and to educating people. You know, before you have any type of voter rights camp voting uh, registration campaign, you have to have a voter education campaign. You have mm -hmm. to lay it out for people to understand, okay, here are the big issues that affect us. Here are the big money. This is the issue regarding this is the issue regarding education and helping people to lay to get a sense of what they're up against. But and that's the problem because we just jump in, jumping all over the place. And 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 if we under, understand that you have uh, hubs like Texas, like Florida, and a couple of other states that have the power, they have the power in Congress, they have the power because of the population. And they have power because of the resources. They have power. So look, if I was the Democrats right now, I would be looking at Texas. 2022, I'm looking at Texas. They're not. They're not. I'm looking at Texas. No, they're not. Because the problem, because the problem is um, you do not have a party that understands long-term uh, implications. The only reason Georgia changed, the only reason, because Stacey Abrams, Raphael Warnock, New, right, right. And, and a host of others said, you know what? We're not going to wait on y'all to do something. So we're going we gonna to do this ourselves. I'm telling you, that's the only way Georgia changed. I, but, 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 but here's the other deal, though. What you can't do is you can't go into Texas just in the election year. Right. No. You got to go in and understand looking at the numbers right now. And again, why do I keep talking about voting on state level? It's because because of gerrymandering. Right now, it's uh, uh, you have you have there are twenty there are thirty state senators in Texas. Okay, you now have the Republicans who actually want to stretch their margins. They actually want to take away two more Democratic state districts. Okay, to, uh, Senate districts. 
That's happening right now. Same thing in the House. Because we got people who want to sit here and play games. If you want to talk about how do you play chess.checkers, what people should be saying to the Biden administration is throw out the Donald Trump census. How about that? See, if we want, if we want to go there, throw that census out. File that lawsuit. But see, here's the deal. You got a bunch of, and I'll be straight up, you got a bunch of rich Democrats, rich progressives, okay, who, who want you to come kiss their ass and they're not doing what the Republicans are doing. See, you don't have, you don't have the same energy in terms of de Democratic donors as you see that Coke network, okay? Now, you got George Soros funding a lot of stuff, but I'm talking about show me the rich progressives who are sitting here saying, you know what? We need to put $100 million into Texas, and we need to, we need to register 70% of those 2 million eligible unregistered Latinos. And we need, we need to move 1,000 people into the state. Oh, you know what? We need to sit here and say, okay, we need to go into Florida and say, fine, we're going to start paying off. Okay, you heard Desmond Mead. They raised $25 million. Oh, right. for everybody out there, remember that all that money that uh, Mike Bloomberg said he was going to give uh, to pay <laughs> off uh, the fines in the Florida? Didn't send a check. I checked. Mm. Nothing came to the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, okay? And so if you want to sit here and change the state, then say, all right, we're going to drop $100 million on the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. Y'all can pay off the fines of these folks all of a sudden now, those million four eligible folks who now can vote in Florida, now you can change elections there. See, that's what we're dealing with. But what I need black people to understand, I need black people who sitting there, I saw some fool today, oh yeah, that Reese and Greg Carr uh, and Roland, y'all all sitting here about uh, the Democrats uh, and being puppets. All right, this real simple. Who the hell gonna be in control? This real simple, okay? It's real simple. Democrats or Republicans, which one are you likely to get a bill to fund the black farmers? I'll wait. Which one are you likely to get investigations of patterns and practices in police departments? I'll wait. Which one are you likely to get $7 billion in, one, in a year and a half to HBCUs? Oh, that was not Donald Trump don't believe the hype. Please, by all means, show me the $6 billion in loan forgiveness that went to HBCUs under a Republican president. I'll wait. See, this is the problem. We get a whole bunch of trolls out here who love spreading misinformation, who love sitting here, oh, man, you on somebody's plantation? No, I actually have a brain. I have eyes. I have ears, and I see exactly who is trying to screw me. All I want to know is this here. Please, y'all, show me which party uh, don't want to pass the Voting Rights Act. Come on. Come on. Come I'll on. wait. I got time. I'll wait. So we can sit here and engage in these conversations. See, we can sit here and, uh, and, and sit here and tout rappers who sit on panels talking about public policy Yet, when have you actually seen them fund public policy initiatives? Mm. Oh, yeah, I went there. Because, see, I'm tired of people pontificating about who ain't done this, who ain't done that, 
and they're not using any of their resources or any of their uh, social media capital to actually leverage something. And excuse me, wearing a hoodie and mm. snapping a photo on Instagram ain't the same as being in the game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I said it. Mm. So for every ADOS FBA B1 person, and when y'all little punks do your little videos and y'all know who y'all are, I didn't give a damn about your punk ass last week. I don't give a damn about you today, and I don't give a damn about you next week. Mm. Just mm. so we're clear. <laughs> I'm going mm. to a break. We'll be back on Roller Martin mm. Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. That owned. I don't hide behind curtains. You see my face and hear my voice. Yeah. I'll be back. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Once upon a time, there lived a princess with really long hair who was waiting for a prince to come save her. But really, who has time for that? Let's go. Fill myself. She ordered herself a ladder with Prime One Day Delivery, and she was out of there. Now, her hairdressing empire is killing it. And the prince, well, who cares? Prime changes everything. My name is Charlie Wilson. Hi, I'm Sally Richardson-Whitfield. And I'm Dodger Whitfield. Hey, everybody, this is your man Fred Hammond, and you're watching Roland Martin, my man, Unfiltered. All right, folks, we have our Black and Missing segment. Um, this is about uh, Aaron Michael Barnes. Uh, he's been missing from Billings, Montana. He's 5'10", 130 pounds, uh, black hair, uh, brown eyes. Uh, folks, uh, you have distinguished features uh, as well, uh, and hair is in dreads. Uh, and so it is, uh, just again, another one of the cases uh, of uh, a brother uh, who has been missing. He's been missing since July 19th. 2021. If you have any information regarding his whereabouts, please call, please call the Billings, Montana Police Department, 406-657-8461, 406-657-8461. All right, folks, in Michigan, there's a state-led response to the lead water crisis in Benton Harbor. Uh, of course, we told you about that yesterday. Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist said the state is providing Benton Harbor residents several resources amid the water crisis in the city, including an ambitious plan to replace the city's lead pipes. Joining us now is Reverend Dr. Don J. Uh, Tynes, the public health director for Benton Harbor. Doc, glad to have you on the show. How did we get here? How, how did we actually get here with, the, with, with, with these pipes? Uh, who, whose fault is it? Was, the, was this simply uh, natural? Uh, what happened? Uh, it's not natural, no. This is um, an, an event that started out in 2015. There was a research study that was done in 2015. There was interaction between the city 
uh, and the state. At that time, EGLE was called the Department of Environmental Quality. 2017, they notified the city. 2018, they did a follow-up notification. Then after that, 2019, the commission and the city residents became aware that there was an issue. Um, you had an activist named uh, Reverend Edward Pickney, who uh, formed a Ben Harbor Community Water Council that went out to work with the uh, city, uh, Mr. Michael Malley, who ran the water department at that time, to go out and to do testing. And the testing revealed that they had some higher levels uh, than Flint, Michigan itself. And so that caused an action item. Yeah. And then at that time, um, what I, all I can say is that history kind of repeated itself and that we in the city thought that it was better than what it was, but it wasn't. And as a result, we did the exact same thing that Flint did. We made the exact, exact same mistakes that Flint did. Um, and the people uh, got exposed um, to lead for several years. The action items started where individuals um, were given water filters. Uh, the water filters, um, initially, they were just being given. But then the Ben Harbor Community Water Council, what they did is they asked the people, did you understand the directions on the box? And if they said no, they tried to explain it to them. If they still didn't understand, then they actually personally went to their homes and installed them, and they would follow up in three months. Now, what happens is that you find in America systemic racism is prevalent. So the water filters came from the state, went down to the, uh, the health, county health department. The Ben uh, Harbor Community Water Council received credit, which is predominantly African-American and youth that are doing this venture. And the county did not receive um, the uh, recognition. And therefore, based on emotional response, they shut down the whole water filter program even though the lead was still there, the crisis was still there, and the people were still exposed. And so now, after the efforts of Reverend Pickney to work with the EPA, to work with EGLE, and to work with the governor to bring this up into a, a higher level of awareness, that um, we, we have the efforts. Also, what happened at that time was that uh, a company called Abon Marche, which is also called Adamarsh, uh, for some reason told the city that they would fix the problem if the city raised the water bills and that they would do it over a 20-year period. And what happened is the city commission agreed to 20 years of poisoning. Um, that has um, been an issue, but to help the city out, because of their inexperience, the uh, governor actually stepped in and said, we can replace the four-mile-by-four-mile four city probably within one year and fought and got the Republicans to buy in to give money to actually replace the water piping. But it was told that the company, Alba Marche, did not have the resources in terms of personnel to do it. And so the, the deputy mayor, or Mayor Pro Tem Dwayne Seeks, requested that Wrightman and Associates be coming added on as an engineering company so it could be done in half that time. So the governor wanted it in two years, so the compromise was five years. And now with um, uh, Reitman and Associates to be coming on board, so maybe cut it down to two and a half years. But then there's actually a third company that's involved and others so that there have that we should be able to do it less. Abel Marche is a response. What they did for for the first time ever in decades, wind up having uh, African Americans contractors have a meeting so they actually know after all these 20 to 40 years that there was African-American contractors and found out who they were that could have actually assisted in this problem. 
And so what you have to do is look at the systemic racism that's perpetrating permeating through all out cities, that the only reason that there's an interest right now is because there's money. And so money brings interest. And before there was no money, there was no interest. And so that the African-American people have suffered. And what we found that we, you know, we have found led uh, in uh, patients in terms of kids, but for the first time, I actually found uh, led in the an adult. And the patient presented with um, uh, mental status changes in terms of memory, elevated the blood pressure, some what we call some kidney insufficiency. And then um, what also was noted was that um, uh, that I checked the lead level just to be on the safe, the safe side exposure, found out that she had a lead level. So I talked with Dr. Walter Davis, who ran the whole Bering, uh, Wayne County, Detroit uh, lead program, lead poisoning program. And uh, he was alarmed because you should not be led in an adult because of the size of the person, that it should totally be absorbed by the tissue and nothing in the blood or in the serum. And so a level of even one or greater shows a massive amount of exposure to that of 10 or 15 that you would find in a child, which would make you want to do uh, IV or chelation therapy. So we have adults, and they were missed. The adults were overlooked and missed in Flint, even though they were living in the same house, even though they were drinking the same water, that no one cared about the adults. And so what you find in Flint now is there will be individuals that uh, who are adults have it. Now, you know that uh, in terms of environmental justice, that any time you go into an African-American community, a minority community, you're always going to find the presence of special lead. And what you're going to do when you look in the community for special lead, you go to the educational system and you'll see that they have a special lead program. And that special lead program is called special ed. And those are a lot of times your victims of lead. So, so we talk about how we got to this point. First of all, it's crazy that you have city officials agreed to replace them over a 20-year period. I mean, literally, a child born would be an adult by the time they're actually done. Uh, that's malpractice within itself. Uh, and so, uh, are we actually going to see the work done? Is, is, the, is the state intervening, saying, no, we're going to make sure that this gets done and you don't have all the shenanigans going back and forth? And, and that's what I was pointing out to, that um, they had agreed to 20, and then the negotiation is that the companies are being uh, forced that you, one company cannot do it, and they have to break up that monopoly. That monopoly of that one engineering company goes back more than 20 years. So you're talking about a 20, 30-year monopoly, even though right outside, a mile to two miles outside of the city are other engineering companies that are doing it. And their sister city, which is the predominantly white city, uh, hired a company who's going to do it within a year. So in a white community, it's done within a year, and an African-American community is done within 20 years. So you have to explain that. So the governor had to intervene. So Governor Whitmer said, we got to help the city out, because um, that doesn't make sense, like you just said, because there's no acceptable lead level in a human body, especially in a child. So she's the one who's advocating to try to get it done. She's the one who's advocating now to try to get it done with maybe in six to 12 months that you really push it hard. So that's coming actually from, from the governor's office, um, personally from her. And I can't say, to, from what I understand from speaking with Reverend uh, Edward Pickney, it's more the governor effort than the lieutenant governor effort that, that she's the one who's uh, spearheading, trying to make up for the accidental misunderstanding of the Ben Harbor City Commission. So the city commission made a gross error 
uh, city commission did not respond after learning from the lessons of, of Flint. So we have that young and inexperienced uh, situation or history repeating itself. So if you, you know, Malcolm X said, history best rewards all research. So if you don't study history, then you're going to make some of the same mistakes that, the, that were made in the past, and so your progress is less. But if you study history and know the mistakes, then you can skip those mistakes and learn new mistakes, but you've uh, been further in your progress. Well, it is uh, unfortunate to listen uh, to this. Black folks have been greatly impacted, just like in Flint. Uh, we're going to have Mayor Mark Muhammad on tomorrow. Uh, they reached out to us uh, to talk about this. Uh, and so, um, you know, hopefully the work gets done and the people don't have to sit here and drink bottled water uh, and listen to these admonitions of doing nothing. I mean, you know, not being able to use the water, take showers, baths, things along those lines. Uh, that just makes no sense whatsoever. None. But I must, say, I must say this, that I need you to make sure that you also reach out to Reverend Edward Pickney, because he is the one who brought this to the forefront. He's the one that the governors talked to. He's the one that Eagles talked to. He's the one with EPA brought to. That came from a community activist point of view. That was not city-related, city-ran or city-promoted. And all the water that's actually coming in now is directly related to that Benton Harbor Community Water Council, which he is the president of. He pushed a hand. He put in a petition. He's the one who's threatening to do the lawsuit. No, I got so you. No, but see, I, I, I want some answers from the city. Because what I want to know from the city is, why did it take all of that? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's, you're going to have to ask them that. And oh, I think, no, oh, trust me, I will. So the, what, what you find is that here, the people need to know two things. One, that you can, as a person, as a community activist, you can make a change, make a difference. The thing that happened in Flint, there was African-American doctors who uh, notified that this was a problem with, um, with Flint, but it took a non-African-American pediatrician to speak up when they say this was a problem. And so now you have to deal with that issue. The second thing is that adults, adults need to be tested as well as children yep. because they've been exposed and you're not going to see it in the blood because it's already absorbed in the tissue mm. but you're going to find them they're going to have headaches that they cannot explain they're going to have memory problems that they can't explain and it's you know people want uh, throw it off to Alzheimer's. They're going to have elevated blood pressure. They're going to have kidney disease. When you look in African-American communities, you're going to find dialysis centers that may be your kidneys-related centers, like you have special ed, which is special ed in the community. So you, we may be seeing, seeing the ravages of lead in these communities. A prison study showed that they looked at the, the African-Americans in prison, and they looked back, and they found that when, in infants, they had been exposure to lead. And then in, in Wayne County juvenile system, they're seeing that individuals who are growing up for murder that haven't uh, been exposed uh, to lead. So we have to really look at this. But the, the bright side is that the people who've been injured by lead, if you give them special concentrated efforts, they actually excel the, those who have not been expelled. The body tries to overcompensate in helping them to learn. But in our special ed programs, once we put them special ed, that special lead, that when they're especially dead, and that we don't really do any efforts to try to enhance their academics. So we need to increase their academics. We need to test the adults and the children. And we need to do that now. Now. All right, Doc, I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Keep up the good Thank work. Thank you, sir. All right, it was folks. An honor to be here. Thank you very much. Got to go to break. We come back. Boston got to pay up $1.3 million uh, to a black couple. We'll explain uh, that we come back. And also, <clears throat> some news that just came down uh, regarding yours truly. I'm going to tell you all about that. I've been holding it for two months, but now I can tell you all. You got to wait for it.
and Roman Martin Unfiltered the Black Star Network. Back in a moment. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Yo, what's up? This your boy Ice Cube. What's up? I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The city of Boston is paying a black man $1.3 million if the cops arrested him while he was having a stroke. Al Copeland got sick and pulled over on the side of the road. Two hours later, police arrived and assumed he was drunk. In the holding cell, he fell and hit his head. Cops let him, quote, sleep it off. After Copeland vomited in his cell, police then took him to the hospital, where after several hours of waiting, the medical staff finally realized he had a stroke. He needed weeks of rehabilitation and has lost some of his motor functions because of the stroke. Copeland has not received an apology. What Faraji, that that is unbelievable. Uh, uh, Reese. Yeah, I mean, you know what? This is just shows the kind of medical racism and the hostility that people have when they approach black people. It's not just a problem with the police officers. We see this in hospitals where black people are not believed when they talk about their pain threshold. And so this is how we constantly have these disparate outcomes and they try to blame it on personal responsibility. But really, this racism is baked in. And so I wish <clears throat> this was something that we can call an isolated incident or even just an issue, one of the many issues with police, but we see medical racism rearing its head in so many different ways. And unfortunately, you know, this gentleman has suffered consequences, you know, health consequences that are going to be long-term. But I think that there is a very small, it's not a big, but a very small consolation in the fact that the police department has been um, obligated to pay up, but they should absolutely apologize. But they won't, because that would require, as Dr. Carr has uh, says often, um, seeing a human being and a person that they're, they're actually there to protect and serve as opposed to a person that they're to oversee and terrorize. Faraji? Faraji, you're on mute. Uh, I think the whole situation is a tragedy just simply <clears throat> because, I mean, police officers should be... Uh, they, police officers are trained to assess the situation and to figure out the best response. And when we keep hearing situations like this happening, and then for a man not to get the medical attention that he needed uh, in a given point in time, I mean, it's just embarrassing, to say the least. And so it's, it's, it's almost like now it's, it's just hard to try to put any type of trust or faith that any officer that comes into a situation is going to be competent enough and trained enough to know what to do in, the case, in, in that emergency. And when you're talking about this ongoing, and you know, if this was just one issue, one incident, I could say, okay, that was just the one incident. But there's a pattern where we're seeing police officers who who think one thing and it's actually another. You know, police officers that don't know the the, the difference of dealing with the issue of mental health, and they don't know mm -hmm. how to deal with a situation. I mean, it's just becoming a long-standing systemic pattern, and and it's. You know, I, I don't know if it's just training 
But it just should be common sense. You can't pop out the car with your guns drawn and then automatically make an assumption that, you know, a person is responding a certain way. The man is having, was having a stroke. Mm. Like, like just, just to take the moment, take a beat, to take, a, to take it in and say, okay, sir, what's going on with you? It's just, it's, it's unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable. Greg? No, uh, uh, yes, 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 not no, yes. That is exactly right. I mean, <laughs> reminds me of uh, Dougie Fresh's sample of Slick Rick. This kind of shit that happens every day. <laughs> in other words, think, think, think about the fact that we even have this conversation. Why are we even talking about this? Because Ms. Copeland, Valerie, called looking for her husband when he didn't come home to find out the car was towed, to find out why it was towed, to find out her husband was in jail, to find out, and this man lost two months of his life in a coma, woke up like, what the hell happened? Right. And they still wouldn't even got that million point three. And I'm wondering, is anybody else look, looking at that number like, that's low as hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should have gave them 50 me. But they wouldn't have got that if they hadn't gotten a lawyer and tried to sue. And the paddle rollers, why should they apologize? As you say, Reese, they're hunting. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Now, what is your training? Did, did, did everybody have their sense of smell detached? Because if he was drunk, he'd a smart lick on his breath. But guess what? You didn't care. That man could have died. The only, and the only way we even know about it is because his wife went after them, and then the two of them got together and went ham on the city, and they gave them a million point three before taxes. Uh-uh. This kind of shit happens every day. When people hard get told, when they get pulled over with no apology, and meanwhile, the stress factor, as my, my mm-hmm. friend Jules Harrell at Howard, who studies stress and has been doing it for the last 50 years, talks about this. The stress of being black in America, every time your heart constrict, when you see them lights hit and behind you in the rearview mirror, or you Come walk on, past... Listen, every time that happens, takes a few seconds off the end of your life. This ain't going to stop till we stop it, y'all. These people are doing what they were trained to do. They ain't even apologize, and they don't need to apologize. We need to erase them. Erase them, because this type of shit happens every day. Mm. Folks, the Department of Justice, they're investigating the Texas Juvenile Correctional Facilities after receiving reports of physical and sexual abuse. The inquiry focuses on conditions at five detention centers operated by the Texas Juvenile Justice Department. The investigation will examine whether the state provides children confined in the facilities reasonable protection from physical and sexual abuse by staff and other residents, excessive use of chemical restraints, and excessive use of isolation. The investigation will also examine whether Texas provides adequate mental health care. Governor Greg Abbott says the state will fully comply with the investigation. Hmm. You'll fully comply with the investigation, but not vaccine mandates. Okay. In Kansas, federal prosecutors have launched an investigation into the actions of a retired Kansas City detective who's believed to have harassed black residents for decades. Roger mm-hmm. Golovsky has been accused of crimes by community members, including rape, murder, discrimination, and framing innocent people for crimes. One of those people Golubsky may have framed is Lamont McIntyre. He was exonerated and released from prison after serving 23 years for a double homicide in 2017. This is one of the most racist police departments in the country, Reese. Uh, and you've had black folks in that city who've been saying it for quite some time. Uh, you know, and you have you've had this battle back and forth. You know, they opposed to Shara Jones when she ran for mayor. She still won. I mean, it is a a a, a major deal. But when you hear this, this reminds me uh, of uh, John John Burge out of Chicago. 
when he was beating folks mm -hmm. uh, with phone books and sitting here and using Vietnam-era tactics uh, to frame uh, uh, black folks. Yeah, but that's well within the 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 handbook of the police department. I mean, we just had the a state trooper on earlier who was fired essentially or suspended for disloyalty to the police to the to the force. And yet this person who has it's a different jurisdiction, I understand that point. But the point is that loyalty is not about humanity. Loyalty is about the blue line. And as long as he's doing what is their designed to do, particularly when it comes to black residents, then it's free reign. It should not have taken decades. It should not have taken decades. And he needs to be in jail somewhere, not just fire, but he needs to be in jail. Or as Dr. Carr would might suggest other measures. But hey, if you can't get that, you can't get street justice, then maybe we could get some sort of in-court justice. But that doesn't seem to be on the table either, unfortunately. And this is why you've got to have uh, uh, people who are elected Oh, what did I just say, Farashi? Elected? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, elected? Elected. When Kim, yeah. Kim Gardner was elected DA, Wesley Bell was elected DA, one county, one city, Tashar Jones elected mayor. Uh, those things matter when it comes to ensuring we get justice. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, and even with these situations, but Roland, uh, there's also, uh, as it relates to this particular case, uh, Jay-Z's um, social justice group, Team Rock, they took out a full-page ad in the uh, Washington Post calling on the Kansas City Police Department to, um, to, to, to get rid of this uh, level of police corruption. I mean, you know, it gets that deep for a lot of people. And I just, you know, when you, we, you, we often talk about the fact that people are elected. Let me just say this, folks. We are in a very, very serious, serious time in this country that, that you really have to, I don't care what faith you may be, but you really have to just hold on to something much deeper than just your title. You have to hold on to something deeper than just your demographic. We're really in a time right now we're, we're seeing humanity, we're seeing people's faith, we're seeing sanity is really getting thrown out the way and people are just losing it. And, and, and it's showing each and every day in, in, this, in, in this country. And so, you know, we're, we're fighting for justice, but we gotta fight for, for people's humanity and sanity at the same time. I mean, you have a police officer that's committing all types of crime, being on the force for so many years, and they're still talking about doing an investigation, which takes more time, mm -hmm. as if no one didn't know that this officer was doing these things. I mean, you know what I mean? We, I mean, Dr. Carr, you could probably go down the list of, of examples throughout history of, of dirty cops, right, and that people knew and have allowed it. And like you said, Reese, we had uh, the Trooper Cavalier on, dirty cops that were allowed to be dirty. And when we're talking about any type of, of, of police reform, how come we don't talk about the sergeants, <sighs> the lieutenants, the mm. captains? Not, mm. not just the talking about the commissioner or, or, or the, the one that's running the department. I'm talking about middle management. The commissioner gets chopped off. The, the, the police officer may get kicked out. But then the middle managers of, of leadership that still okay. remain, that have allowed all this madness, they still keep their jobs. They still get their pensions at the end of the day. Indeed, indeed. Uh, man, uh, we talk about elected. Mm, some folks do some stuff and...
doesn't end well. A Los Angeles City Council member and former University of Southern California dean indicted on 20 charges of conspiracy and fraud for a professorship scheme. Mark Ridley Thomas, a longtime Los Angeles politician, and Marilyn Louise Flynn, a former dean of the University of Southern California's social work, will face mm. decades in prison if they are convicted. The crimes allegedly happened in 2017 when Thomas promised new city contracts and to grow current contracts in exchange for his son's admission and professorship into the school. Uh, mm. According to the indictment, uh, money was funneled uh, through the campaign coffers of Ridley Thomas, a former state lawmaker, to help his son, who also uh, served in the California Assembly, uh, who resigned citing health reasons when he got caught up in a sexual harassment um, uh, a lawsuit, a first of all, a, a, a investigation. Uh, this story uh, has been um, an explosive one in L.A., uh, and uh, when you, you talk about uh, impact, I mean, Ridley Thomas is extremely, extremely uh, popular in Los Angeles. Uh, someone who has been in public life for a, a very uh, long time, uh, very well known. And I've already been talking with people in Los Angeles uh, who say they pretty much got the goods on him. Uh, and so uh, we'll see uh, what happens next. As I said, he is a member uh, of the uh, city council uh, there. Uh, and already, L.A. city leaders are calling on him to step down uh, as a result uh, of mm -hmm. the indictment mm -hmm. on federal corruption charges. He was actually one of the leading voices fighting the homeless problem there uh, in, in Los Angeles, which is uh, rampant. Uh, but again... Uh, many folks are saying that, uh, again, uh, it, that he should be stepping down. Uh, and like I said, uh, he was accused of funneling $100,000 in campaign funds through the universities, uh, through the university to a nonprofit to be operated by uh, a family member. And so according to uh, ABC7, uh, it said that uh, he also was going to amend a contract with the Department of Mental Health that would bring the school millions of dollars in revenue. And so both of them uh, were informed of the indictment, and uh, they're going to be appearing in L.A. federal court uh, in the coming weeks, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. And so uh, we'll, be, uh, well, I'll be watching that story uh, to see uh, how that unfolds as well. Got to go to break. We come back. We're going to talk about some student protests at Howard University. And I'm going to reveal to you uh, some uh, great news I learned a couple of months ago. I have not been able to say anything until now. Y'all be the first for me to tell. Before I even put it on social media, I'm going to tell y'all first. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Back in a moment. That spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. It's something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Once upon a time, there lived a princess with really long hair who was waiting for a prince to come save her. But really, 
Who has time for that? Let's go. She ordered herself a ladder with Prime one day delivery, and she was out of there. Now, her hairdressing empire is killing it. And the prince, well, who cares? Prime changed everything. Hi, I'm B.B. Winans. Hey, I'm Donnie Simpson. What's up? I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, students with the group uh, Live Moment, uh, excuse me, Live Mo Movement, a coalition of historically black, black colleges and universities who advocate for education reform, began their sit-in at Howard University's Blackburn University Center Tuesday evening. The purpose? Uh, to demand university officials agree to a town hall meeting by the end of the month to negotiate their demands. Howard released the following statement in part. The well-being of our students is always one of our top concerns, and we will always support the right to a peaceful protest. The Office of Student Affairs continues to provide support to students who come to us in need. On October 12th, during a student town hall hosted by the Howard University Student Association, a small group interrupted the constructive dialogue and instigated a sit-in in the Blackburn Multipurpose Center and moved to occupy the building. Some students will be asked to meet with Judicial Affairs today to discuss all student code of conduct violations. Now they are demanding uh, that uh, the student leaders on the board, board, the board of trustees uh, be returned, uh, as well as uh, other demands as well. And so uh, we've been seeing the social media reports, and so we'll certainly keep you abreast uh, of what happens uh, with that on the campus of Howard University. All right, folks, uh, let's talk coronavirus cases, uh, how they're impacting kids. The number of new infections in children remains exceptionally high, with nearly 150,000 cases reported last week, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics. Children represented nearly a quarter of weekly reported cases. Nationally, COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths have been dropping. Uh, in the past week, an average of 87,676 people reported infections and uh, 1,600 people have died of the virus a day. That's according to Johns Hopkins University. Dr. Anthony Fauci has said the infection rate should be below 10,000 a day to, to, uh, to say the pandemic is under control. With winter sending more people indoors, expect worry, um, worry among uh, specialists, especially among kids uh, who are eligible uh, for vaccines, uh, of course, facing high risk. Uh, total infections, about 45.4 million, 738,000 folks have passed away. Now, there's been a lot of, a lot of discussion about this issue uh, because of um, uh, Kyrie Irving. Well, last night, uh, Kyrie Irving uh, posted a video uh, on, did a video on Instagram where he actually uh, talked about um, why he uh, is choosing to uh, not get vaccinated. He also is not going to be able to play uh, as a result. Um, I'm going to play uh, some of what he had to say. Uh, and then, of course, I want to get a reaction uh, from the panel. And so uh, here we go. I had to stop running away from using my voice and using my platform to, uh, you know, speak on what's true and what's mine. You know, nobody's going to hijack my voice. Nobody's going to take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things, you know, and don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't believe that, you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that shit, man. Like, like really be aware of what's being said uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these people saying all these things about what's going on with me, and it's just not true. Pay attention to what's going on out in the real world. You know, people are losing their jobs to these mandates. Uh, people are having to make choices with their own lives, which I respect. 
you know, and, and I don't want to um, sit here and, and play on people's emotions either. Just use logic. You know, what would you do? You know, if, if you felt uncomfortable going into the season uh, when you were promised that you would have exemptions or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine. You know, this wasn't an issue uh, before the season started. This this wasn't something that I foresaw coming where I prepared for it. And, uh, you know, I had a, a chance to strategize on what was going to be best for me and my family. I came into the season uh, thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my my talent uh, to continue to, uh, you know, inspire, influence people in the right way. You know, this, like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like this, this is not part of, uh, <laughs> you know, what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians and doctors. I'm, I'm just a hooper, right? Like I'm, I'm just a person uh, who, who's being utilized as, as an example. For some odd reason, you know, people love to have my name in the mix of just some BS. <laughs> like just hearing the way people speak so, con you know, with so much conviction about what I should be doing in my life and, and what, you know, my teammates should be feeling about me, what the organization be feeling about me. And All right, so uh, the Nets announced, first of all, yeah, the New York City rules where they said he could not practice with the team or play in home games. Then the Nets came back and said he's not going to play at all till the issue is resolved. It's been a whole lot of conversation about it. Bottom line is I have no problem with the decision of the NBA and the Nets uh, requiring folks to be vaccinated. Look, it's his right not to get vaccinated, but here's the deal. They don't have to actually play you. They don't have to play you. And he's talking about people losing their jobs. I have absolutely no problem with the rules that people are putting in place because the reality is when you are an owner, when you're a CEO, you have to be concerned about the well-being, not just of the individual, but all of the individuals who are in the workforce. Uh, let's get thoughts of our panel. Reese, I want to start with you. Well, first of all, let me just get their answer numbers here. There have been 404 million doses of the vaccine, the COVID-19 various vaccines administered in the United States to date. Over 189 people are, million people are fully vaccinated. And so there are a lot of people who are getting the vaccine, okay? There is not, it's not about you. You're not some special person that has special genes or special conditions to where you're exempt from something that hundreds of millions of people in this country have gotten. Matter of fact, there have been 6 billion doses administered throughout the entire world. This is a safe vaccine. It's fully approved by the FDA, at least the Pfizer vaccine is. There's no medical reason to. He didn't even invoke that he had religious reasons for, even though we've already discussed on this show, that there's no legitimate religious exemption for that as well. What he is mad about is the fact that he didn't get special treatment. He's not. He's he's upset about the fact that people are not showing deference to him. People have a right to their opinion. He has a right to his opinion. He has a right to not play if that's what he chooses to do. But it sounded to me like he expected some sort of exemption and special treatment. He's not being targeted. He's not being singled out. Over 90% of the NBA athletes are fully vaccinated. So... He's the one who's going against the grain. He's the one that's not taking into consideration his team. And we are in October, folks. The vaccine has been out since December. How much more damn time did you need to have a consideration? They're just making this decision after there have been months of, you know, discussion about NBA players being vaccinated. They have been bringing, they have brought all kinds of experts to come and cater to this particular audience of very wealthy, very privileged people. Yes, I understand that they deal with racism as a black man. Every black person does, regardless of stature. But 
he has every resource at his at his fingertips, and yet he's deciding not to take the vaccine. That's his choice. We do not have to show deference to him. It's not a matter of respecting or not respecting it. It's a matter of saying we don't agree with any person that is putting themselves above the 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 shared values and the shared need that we have to get outside of this. And last thing I'll say is that it doesn't just impact him and it doesn't even just impact his teammates. It's a very physical sport, you know, respiratory droplets and all kinds of droplets are all over each other, but it also impacts the staff. You don't have staff members, whether it's janitorial staff or whether it's training uh, staff that are getting paid $30 million, whether they work or not. Okay, and so when those people get infected, they have to quarantine and there are different protocols in place for those people. So he, he he's all about himself and he has that right to do it. Obviously, he's a big star, but he's not under he's not being persecuted. He's not under siege. He's not under attack and he's not being singled out. It's a it's a blanket requirement for everybody in the city of New York that wants to go into these venues and in different states who have instituted our different cities. It's not about you personally. And you don't have to get it, but we don't have to bow down to you and wave a cheerleading flag and throw a parade for you, Kyrie Irving. Get over yourself. Uh, Faraji, and what, one of the things that he talked about, the exemptions, that was never a guarantee. You could apply for the exemptions. They, it was determined whether it was granted or not. Go ahead. So that's what, and I, I just got to disagree with you there on, on, that, on that part, Reese. I mean, I don't think he's taking a stand like, he's took a stand like so many other athletes and people have taken a stand at this point, where they're just simply saying, I'm not going to take it. Now, how people have interpreted that stand, that's something that's out of his control. But if you go back to the video, he said, promise that you would be exempted, or as you just clarified, Brother Roland, the fact that there were they were going to at least take a look at your exemption. We're at a point now where you can't even put up a religious exemption. People say, oh, no, the church has nothing to do with this. Huh? I mean, but it, it, I thought that that was a part of the actually, federal, actually, hold on, actually, you, hold on, hold on. Actually, you can. There are where you do have some religious exemptions, but you have some religions that have actually said we're not going to give you exemptions. The Catholic, That's fine. and so and so, but so you do have in some places where you have religious exemptions. Go ahead. No, I would, and that's the point. Mm. If the if the federal government. Uh, provides protections where religious uh, institutions can provide exemptions to getting vaccinated, it seems like that is not being respected. And but, but, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I got to clarify this here. The federal, the federal government can only offer recommendations to, okay. non, to any non-federal entity. The only right. jurisdiction the federal government has is over federal employees or contractors. Understood. So they've Understood. offered guidance. Now, a private company can decide, we're not gonna listen to that. So for instance, Texas Governor Greg Abbott issued an executive order saying, I'm not allowing any company in the state of Texas to require vaccine mandates. IBM and others have already said, the hell with you, we're gonna ignore your order, we're gonna keep requiring see, it. So that's the, that's the piece, go ahead. And real quick, Brother Roland, that's why we are in this position where people are confused because the federal government provide a recommendation. The state can enforce. Companies can say, no, we're going to do it our way. That's the issue. But And I think the stand of that Kyrie Irving, he's just saying, I don't want to take the vaccine. Why we got to prosecute people that just don't want to take the vaccine at the same time? If he's masking up and 
if the vaccine is is I would say if he's masking up and taking the pro the, the proper precautions, then he shouldn't have to feel like you know he's going to be uh, 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 penalized for it. But but, 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 then, deal, but but it doesn't matter though. It doesn't matter if you don't even if you take the proper precautions and you wear a mask, you can still get COVID. And so that's right, right, precisely. But the point the point is the point is it it is offering protection for all. So United Airlines, when the United Airlines CEO said we are going to require you to get you actually get vaccinated. 97 percent of the people have done so. Hospitals have required that as well. Again, here's here's the thing that I think that people keep missing. There ain't no guarantee that you get to work somewhere. Yeah, there isn't. That's true. The reality is I've, I've applied for jobs and they were like, um, here's a cup. Urine sample. <laughs> now, if I objected to the urine sample, they can say, "Okay, thank you very much. We're done." But brother Roland, mm. that's 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 different because how? that's already here's how they already built that into the application process. No, they didn't. There's no they, wait. No, minute, they hold didn't. on. When, when, no, they when didn't. there's no vax, this when when their companies are just making up the vaccine policy now. Right, because COVID just hit last year. Because COVID just hit last year, and without really having a look, a deeper look into the legality of it, they without have understanding that oh, they couldn't have possibly had no, it. no, for for for, for, for Raji, that first of all, for, for Raji, that ain't hard. First of all, that's why we pay lawyers. I'm gonna tell you yeah, right. I'm gonna tell. No, I'm gonna tell you right now. That no, that's that's no, that's why we pay lawyers. I have lawyers. It wasn't that hard. It was real quick. And the bottom line is this: here, when you own a company. Unless you can actually put in requirements, you can put in mandates. You can, and so I, these companies, I, these companies, and here's the deal: he, this is very simple. Kyrie, you don't want to take it, not a problem. But if we have to abide by the New York City standards, New York even gave them, Greg, a, 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 they even gave them a, a pass when they said the practice facility of the Nets was a private facility. But the net said, you know what? We need team continuity. We can't have you, you know, practicing sometimes, not practicing, playing sometimes, not playing. I mean, that's just the reality of the business that they're in. Greg, go. Yeah, yeah. That's one way of looking at it, brother. Um, they met with uh, uh, James Harden and Kevin Durant the other day, and they made a business decision. Can we win this championship without Kyrie? And if those brothers said yes, now the Nets have decided because they did have it lined up to allow him to practice. And they've explored trade options. They've done some other things. This is a business decision on the side of the Nets. Um, Reese, you often talk about misinformation. And that's the most intriguing thing to me about this story. Mm -hmm. You see, social media has destroyed, is, is in the process of really undermining legacy media. Mm -hmm. And if we're not going to cover a story if it's not going to be covered in a broad way, what is happening is the Internet is out there and you can flood everything with everything. Now, we, we, now I don't know what Kyrie Irving's rationale is. I've seen him saging the court in the bubble. I've seen him miss a lot of games during injury. And so I don't know whether this is I'm, I'm not against, I'm against the vaccine or I'm standing up for the workers because he said he's standing up for the workers. But I know this. He went mm -hmm. live on his Instagram, which means he has subverted any need to go through any channels. In the Nets case, they want to win a championship.
And since they had an exemption, they could have made a choice to allow him to practice and go on. But they've made a calculated choice. I speculate, because it's all speculation, that they can win without him and, and or that he will come around. Now they're saying they may not give him an extension. And I'm saying that for me, the most interesting thing about this is in an era when misinformation is everywhere, mm -hmm. platforms, companies, legacy media cannot control it. Because right now, our students, who I stand with completely, who dozens of students' organizations have supported, the law students over there as legal observers, our students, who the police were called on, and all this kind of, our students been uploading stuff on, on social media for months about the conditions at Howard, and when they took those, those trustee positions away, everybody was like, what are y'all doing? And guess what? The reason that we're in this moment, just like with Kyrie, is because they have decided we don't have to go call ABC, CBS, MSNBC, whoever. We will just up Upload to the gram, upload to TikTok. And so with all this confusion, Kyrie has decided, I don't want no more money from the NBA. And now, after listening to him, I'm no more clear now about why Kyrie Irving doesn't <laughs> want it than I was before he went up on the gram. But I guarantee you there are people who before this said, I ain't trying to hear that, who are sitting there thinking, hmm. And once again, this means everybody viewing every platform has to make a decision. You got to sift through all this stuff to try to get at right. the truth. And it's more I, difficult than ever now. But. I, I do hope that Kyrie now realizes the earth is not flat, though. I, 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 well, I mean, does he? That's what I'm saying, man. Um, I, don't, I don't know, brother. Can, um, can, can I also <laughs> just say, too, just to be clear, the NBA does not have a vaccine mandate. I think the NBA has bent over backwards to try to accommodate the small faction of NBA players who are anti-vax. But you're not exempt from the laws and the rules that these different cities, right. which they're absolutely um, <clears throat> empowered to do, you're not exempt from that. And so, no, Kyrie, nobody can guarantee that you can go into New York and do whatever the hell that you want to do, despite the public health measures. That's why it's called public health, because everybody can't just do what they want to do. You have to do what is best for the overall society. And yep. unfortunately, that kind of behavior has to be compelled. Well, that's, that's one of the reasons why Andrew Wiggins, he was adamant he was not going to take the vaccine. But guess what? He had to make a business decision. And you know what? And that's the piece. A lot of people do. And, and this is what I tell people. There have been people who have been fired who do not want to take the vaccine. Okay? You know what? That's on you. This is why I say to people all the time. There are repercussions to all decisions. To all decisions. If you say, if you say, I ain't taking it. Okay. Repercussions. So, as long as you're perfectly comfortable with what those repercussions are, do you. But there is going to be a flip side to whatever decision that you make. Got to go to break. We come back. We're going to quickly talk about the undercounting of black folks in the census. I mentioned that earlier. I told y'all, and then remember when I called out them advertising agencies who was not giving money to black, black owned media? Yeah, I'm gonna unpack that when we come back and roll them out and throw to the Black Star Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Lunell. So what's up? This is your boy, Earthquake. Hi, I'm Chaley Rose, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. 
Two new analysis claim nearly 2 million black people may have been undercounted in the 2020 census. The data is crucial for federal and state funding for citizens such as Medicare, Medicaid, government housing, food stamps, lower population counts will limit access to these services and more. It also determines how lines are drawn. The pandemic and natural disasters negatively affected the 2020 census. The 2010 census shows African-Americans may have been undercounted three times higher and black children were undercounted undercounted 10 times as high uh you might remember when i called out the advertising agency that got the federal contract saying why are we not spending with black owned media i had uh, congressman stephen horsford on here where young and rubicam told him point blank they were not going to buy any newspaper any ads in any paper circulation fifty thousand or less to me that was stupid because you're trying to reach everybody what's the problem if the ad costs fifteen hundred or a thousand or two thousand then you pay it you're trying to reach people this is why, folks, uh, voting also matters, because whoever is in charge of the federal government, they are in charge of the census. And that's what we saw right here. And what this undercount speaks, it speaks volumes, uh, Faraji, because, what it, it, again, we're talking about billions of dollars. We're talking about literally congressional districts being redrawn. The state of New, the state of New York lost a congressional district because uh, it was uh, less than 100, 100 citizens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and and I think that when you're talking about the the and this is again this goes back to my my uh, my other statement, brother Roland and Dr. Conrisi, about politics and understanding where the power where the power lies. When you're talking about that level of undercutting undercounting, when you're talking about redistricting here in Maryland, for example, um, every time we have uh, an election, we're always there's always a big conversation about you know the lines being redrawn. And, and I think that this is probably, as much as we talk about the importance of taking the census, and I'm saying in our community, in our organizing efforts, there isn't as much emphasis placed on the redrawing of lines. There isn't as much emphasis about money. We can talk policy, but then when you're talking about money, when you're talking about how much is being, we seem to be powerless in that space. And that's something that has to change. And so when we look at places like, you know, other states around the country where, where, that, where that money is flowing into some neighborhoods and it's not flowing into other neighborhoods, that's where, the real, that's where the real work is. And we have to really figure out a way to get our hands on getting the proper funding to those communities in need. Reese? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... It's it's a domino effect. I mean, the t the census is an every ten year, um, you know, issue. Then we have gerrymandering that comes into play, like Faraji is discussing, and unfortunately, the damage is already done. And we have to talk about now the impact that we can't necessarily undo with the snap of a finger. And so sometimes I just wish that we didn't have to beg people to just do something that's so simple. Now you can just go online and fill out your census. And I know people harass the hell out of you about the census because you got people that come to your door, you get emails, text yeah. messages. Like, we have to start realizing that we either become active participants in it. And voting, in my opinion, is not asking a whole lot. Filling out the census is not asking a whole lot. And or else we're going to be left behind. I mean, this is a very serious problem. And I think to Roland's point, yes, there was a delinquency in it and there was a deficiency. And it was probably intentional because we have to keep in mind this was the Trump administration who was overseeing the the um the census in not targeting black communities and 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 really launching these these uh information tactics but now we're having a conversation so in the back of your mind in 10 years 
Y'all, fill out your damn senses, please. Greg? Yes, Roland, you raised something earlier that I think was very important. And you said it quickly in passing, but it dropped like a bomb. Redo the census. See, right. mm -hmm. these, these white nationalists, I, I mean, and I'm not afraid. I mean, I'm alive in the world and I'm black. We're here, which means if we could have been killed, we'd be dead. So we have to fight. Mm -hmm. But this next 10 years, 2030, we may be talking, we will be talking about a very different country. Come on, come on, These come white on. nationalists understood after the Immigration and Nationalization Act of 1965 that their play was to move to the state houses. They continue to play at the federal level, but the last 50 years has seen them move sharply to control state governments. And now with this census in place, they are not just trying to lock in the next 10 years, they're trying to lock in white minority rule in this country. This is Rhodesia, mm -hmm. this is the model in South Africa. They realize they can't win the numbers game. Take your home state again, we've been talking about it over and over again. Between this census and the last census, four million people came into Texas. Four million people, 95% of them are not white. Texas now has less than 40% non-white Hispanic, I mean, white non-Hispanic, less than 40% white non-Hispanic live in Texas. And they run the legislature like the Ku Klux Klan because of how they've drawn the lines. They're gonna get more seats because of this, even though 95% of the human beings who were there, they weren't there the last census, are not white. Look, six yeah. of the mm -hmm. 10 largest growing exurbs in the country are in Texas. Dallas-Fort Worth is number one. Um, and then guess who's next? Austin. These are not white people. But this census mm -hmm. is going to allow them to control the federal legislature. And when that happens, you think it's bad now? You think it's bad now? Look at what they're doing. They have decided... We're, we're going to drop all pretenses now. So what you said earlier, Roland, it was a small comment. It was it was an aside. But, brother, I think that's something now. You 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 people in the Democratic Party need to get some serious about this because it's L that's getting ready to happen. It ain't going to be just these people or that people. you about to see the fracture of this little experiment. These white nests are paying for keeps. Indeed, indeed. All right, y'all, I got to go to a break. Uh, we come back. Uh, some great news I'm going to reveal. Uh, you want to hear this. It's pretty cool. Back in a moment on the Roller Martin Unfiltered Blackshot Network. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. It's something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision, an SUV built around you, all of you. Betty is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now, she's free to become Bear Hug Betty. Settle in, kids. You'll be there a while. Ooh, where are you going? Hi, I'm Israel Houghton with Israel and New Breed. What's up, what's up? I'm Dr. Ricky Dillon, the choir master. Hey, yo, peace world. What's going on? It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. All right, y'all, today is uh, Reese's birthday. Uh, she posted that on social media, and so... Oh, snap! Uh, 
Yeah, so she wanted, it's it's her birthday, and so we wanted to give. Uh, I was wondering if you was going to say something, Roland. Like, Roland better know it's my birthday. Oh, first of all, we all know it's your damn birthday. We all know it's your birthday. Well, I have the, sh I have the birthday shoulders out, so that should have been a giveaway. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh, -oh, uh, -oh, uh -oh. The, the, the birthday shoulders? What, what What's the birthday? What the hell is the? Just a What the hell is the birthday so shoulders? <laughs> I'm just giving y'all a little bit of a birthday. Oh, Lord. Okay, all right. So, y'all, so uh, so Reese posted her cash app uh, on Twitter. Tell them what your cash app is if they want to hook you up. Come on. It's dollar sign black woman views. Apparently, that's a red flag to post your cash app on your birthday, but I don't give a damn closed mouth. Don't get fed, and I never ask for money. It's so a, if y'all want to hook It's a red flag? To, uh oh, that whole, that whole thing? Okay. The whole red flag thing. Okay. But it's red a, flag, green flag. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Okay. Also, I want to post this here. Uh, the last time Erica Savage Wilson posted was July 15th, uh, but she posted this on October 7th. Uh, uh, Reese, uh, you said you seeing Erica some flowers? I did. All right. So, uh, yeah, come on. Go to my computer. Thank you. All right. So, this is the photo she posted. Uh, these are flowers. So, that's Erica right there. So, she is So she is on the men. She is on the men. She is um, uh, getting better. And so, uh, y'all, keep, keep praying for Erica. Uh, like I said, she was in a very, very serious car accident. Uh, and she, she told me she was going to miss all of 2021 because of that accident. Uh, and so we, we definitely uh, got her in prayers. And so, uh, Erica, we definitely miss you and uh, definitely think about you. Uh, can't wait to have you back uh, on the Thursday panel. And so a couple of months ago, uh, I got this uh, phone call. Uh, I was actually, of course, you know what, I, I was playing golf. It was a Sunday uh, evening when I got the phone call. And I could not uh, say anything uh, but uh, about an hour and a half ago, uh, the National Association of Black Journalists uh, dropped their announcement of their um, inductees of Hall of Fame, special honor recipients, and finalists. Uh, and uh, I am one of the folks who was, will be getting inducted into the uh, NABJ Hall of Fame. Go ahead. Uh, that'll be, and, and one of our members uh, told me that uh, I am the youngest living inductee. Stuart Scott was posthumously inducted after he had passed away. Uh, so at the right. age of 52, that I'm the youngest living inductee. That's, that's what I was told. So I'm like, y'all, check, check the facts. But uh, the other uh, folks uh, who are being um, inducted, uh, A.J. Smitherman, uh, Tulsa Star, uh, I actually sponsored uh, that. Uh, his family is excited by that. Uh, he, of course, lost his newspaper during the Tulsa race riot in 1921. Uh, mm. And remember, he left, he left uh, Tulsa and then started a black newspaper in Buffalo. So uh, I wanted to uh, make sure that in this year, 2021, that got done. Uh, Claire Smith, one of the most pioneering black female sports writers uh, in American history, uh, the first uh, black woman uh, become, who was part of the uh, baseball writers, the folks who actually choose who gets into the Hall of Fame for Cooperstown. Uh, she's an inductee. Uh, Neil Foote, uh, Foote Communications, teaches at University of North Texas. Neil and I served on the NABJ Board of Directors when I joined as a student national rep in 1989. 
uh, we also uh, ran BlackAmericaWeb.com under Tom Joyner. So I go way back with Neil. Uh, Kirk McCoy, uh, Kirk McCoy, photographer, formed with the LA Times. Uh, Monica Roberts, uh, trans griot, posthumously. Monica, uh, um, a, trans, uh, a trans journalist. She also was out of Houston. She passed away last year. Uh, Rochelle Riley, a longtime uh, columnist. Uh, she, of course, right now works for the city of Detroit, but she's worked in Dallas. She's worked in Louisville. She's worked in Detroit as well. My man, Rodney Brooks, uh, U.S. World uh, Report. Rodney was a longtime deputy managing editor of uh, USA Today, uh, their money section, uh, now retired. Uh, his wife is Sheila Brooks. Uh, both of them uh, longtime friends of mine. And so uh, it is great to be uh, in this uh, class of folks. Uh, the other honors, honorees you see, uh, Labor Janey, Star Tribune, Journalist of the Year, Malika Andrews, uh, the Michael Feeney Emerging Journalist of the Year Award, uh, Michael, uh, of course, uh, brother, young brother who passed away, he's our frat brother, uh, Greg. Uh, Art mm. Norman gets the Chuck Stone Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, yeah, Art, you, you, you're winning an award named after an alpha. See how y'all omegas are? Um, uh, Janice Griffin, Journalist of Distinction Award. Janice Ware, the black newspaper in Atlanta, the Atlanta Voice, the Legacy Award. Uh, and so she gets that. Son Syria, Sonny Messiah Giles, Houston Defender, who I, that was the first place where I worked. Uh, I used to be the managing editor there as well. She gets the Ida B. Wells uh, Award. Uh, Anas, uh, Anas uh, Percy Kuboza, Foreign Journalist of the Year Award. Dr. Sherry Williams uh, from American University, Journalist of the Year. April Turner gets the Pat Tobin Media Professional Award. Uh, Tanisha Taylor, my homegirl, used to be executive producer at CNN. The work that she does for Ezekiel Taylor Scholarship Foundation. Uh, she gets the Angela B. Henderson Community Service Award. Angela was a great brother, uh, passed away of a blood clot. Uh, but he's a great, he was a really a great journalist. Uh, Julia Hayward the, with a Student Journalist of the Year. Uh, and we have, and of course, uh, finalists for the student, NABJ Student Chapter of the Year, Howard University Association of Black Journalists, the University of North Texas Association of Black Journalists. And then, of course, on the professional side, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Memphis, they are the finalists for the Professional Chapter of the Year. And so... Uh, December 4th is going to be the ceremony. I'm going to be in Hawaii, but we, it's going to be all virtual. Uh, and so we're looking forward to that. So to NABJ, uh, thank you so very much uh, for uh, the honor. Uh, like I said, folks, there's no, or I'll say this here, uh, and there's no disrespect to any of the other organizations out there, but the reality is there's no organization uh, that has played a more crucial role in my career than the National Association of Black Journalists. Uh, I was a national student rep, served on the board as secretary, as vice president digital. I'm a lifetime member of NABJ won the President's Award, Journalist of the Year as well, uh, and now can add uh, NABJ Hall of Famer. And so we certainly appreciate that and look forward to the introduction. Thanks so much, folks. Congratulations, I appreciate it. And so uh, we've got, uh, if y'all see, we're, we're putting stuff up. Actually, Henry, y'all can take a watch. So here's what we're doing. I'm going to give y'all a sneak peek. So okay. we, we're, 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 we're putting up a lot of the artwork, uh, a lot of the stuff in uh, the office space here. And so I brought in some of my awards uh, that we're going to place on some of the shelves. These are some of my awards. Um, and so, uh, we, we, first of all, I can't, I ain't got time to bring the plaques in. Uh, yeah, here, you can go ahead and zoom in. Uh, and so, uh, these are some, so we're going to actually, so we got shelves behind us. So we're going to be putting some of this stuff up. So I got to figure out what I, I, I do have, 
I do have the t over oh, on the far side over there the Texas A&M Ring of Honor for the journalism department. So uh, my NABJ one is going to go is going to go somewhere in here. So uh, and that big one you see right there, uh, that glass plate, that's the Alpha Johnny Johnson Award right there. So uh, that's what I'm going to ask about that plate, man. Yeah, that's Johnny Johnson that's Award. The, that's the Johnny Johnson Award from Alpha Phi Alpha. So yeah. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. that's uh, so folks, that's it. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, thank you so very much. Uh, it has been, they tell, look, it's literally called two months ago and they said, okay, don't tell anybody. I'm like, what, oh, well, why the hell y'all calling out? <laughs> and then, and then, they, then, they send, then, they, then they send an email out, don't even sit here uh, and tell us. Somebody, I got a text message from Gary Howard. Gary, uh, one of the few Omegas I like, I'm just messing with him. So Gary texts me, talking about welcome to the club because Gary was inducted uh, in Miami a couple of years ago, and y'all know I'm ignorant. Uh, at, at one point during Gary's speech, I hollered, hey, fight, uh, during his speech. And so, uh, uh, yeah, I had, he was like, I can't believe you did that. And then, but then, Is that but, what he said? huh? He didn't, he didn't say 06? Well, no, 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 Gary's an Omega. So he was, uh, oh, 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 I see, oh, 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 what? <laughs> you know what? Yes, now, I did. Yes, troll. yes, you I did. What? What? They knew I was going to be right there. Well, you broke up the man's moment. <laughs> so, so Gary, like, man, I can't believe you did that. So I can't believe you did. He said, I got to figure out how to get you back. Uh, but then, then, so then Gary going to say, well, you know, I got in before you. And I'm like, well, you are almost 60. <laughs> I said, you should have. <laughs> But shout out to my man. He did not outpetty you. He what? did not outpetty you. No, he can't. No, he can't. He can't. He can't. No. So he, he told me, he was like, well, he's like, well, you know, Ro, you know, I got him before you. I was like, yeah, because Gary, you damn near 60. I said, <laughs> I said, I mean, I said, you know, I said, I was in junior high when you were in college. Oh, oh I was killing him. I was killing him. Don't yes. they know not to dance, man. Tell them, don't, don't they know not to dance by now? You be setting them up, man. <laughs> You know, I had, quiet, I, you know, you know, I had to mess with him. And you know what? I, I'm gonna go ahead and do this. I was not gonna do this here. I had some dumbasses sending me. Uh, uh, Y'all know I don't care what nobody think. Y'all already know that. So when we were in L.A., we were in L.A. Uh, before uh, we were we, we were about to interview my girl Damaris Lewis. Uh, we wait for her to come in, and and we were so we were we were jamming. I and mean, I'm talking about jamming. Okay, uh, I had that James Brown going, uh, <laughs> and I had the James Brown going, and it was so hilarious because, so Damaris is knocking on the door, and we don't hear the door, we don't hear, and like, I mean, I got it cranked up, and so she's like, I know rolling on the other side, because she can hear the music, she's like, I know on the other side of the door he dancing. I know he dancing on the other side of this door. And so the door opens, so they open the door, and this is all you see right here, watch this, y'all. Turn it up, come on. Oh. <laughs> come on, turn it up. Oh man, oh man. Oh man, oh man. What are you doing? What is this? First whoa, whoa. of all, I had to let them know, okay, I don't understand why y'all can't hear. You need to hear the music now, because okay. I don't know which. It was, oh no, it was, uh, it's James Brown, It's a New Day. Yes, sir. Yo, that was fun. Okay, y'all can, can y'all tell me why we can't hear? What's going on? The, the volume is up. Everything is up. Okay, I don't know why y'all not getting anything in here. So we were oh, we were grooving it. So some, so somebody had the nerve. Somebody was like, "Man, what were you doing?" I said, first of all, don't be mad at me. Your shit don't work." <coughs> don't be mad at me. Your stuff don't work. You see, not brought you off the screen, right, right, bro? Right, right. Don't don't be mad at me. 
you ain't. Oh, he... Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad. Don't don't be mad at me. You ain't got no Megan the Stallion knees. Ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> don't don't be mad, cause my knees and my hamstrings and my thighs and my ankles work. Oh. So y'all hate all you want to, but 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 don't don't be all upset because your stuff don't work. That's all I'm saying. You know, I mean everybody wanna sit here and then uh, right, I mean you know, some folk got a little run in their mouth, and so then y'all, then um so Damaris was in a movie with my boy Michael Ely, okay? I love and, that movie. Okay, so they were in a movie together, and so I interviewed Michael as well. And so I was telling I was telling Michael about, you know, y'all see level okay. So we were so what happened was I was telling Michael about what happened with the marriage. I interviewed him the next day. And so we were sitting here. I put the song on. All right, y'all watch this here. Now Michael from DC. And he act like he act like he ain't used to no damn rhythm. Check this out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So we were sitting, we were sitting there grooving. So, you know, again, for all y'all folks who ain't got no rhythm. Cause there's some people, see, I love these people, Reese, who love trying to talk trash on social media, who get upset uh, and get all mad and, and tell them about uh, 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 what, what you doing, everything like that. Cause see, here's the problem. My deal is real simple. You don't know when you're not gonna be able to use, uh, when, when you can't dance. So I'm gonna use my stuff as long as I damn well can. I'm waiting for the big payback James Brown video. Because I want to see you get down to that because that's my James Brown. But see, I, 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 I had to see, I mean, but just are, are, are we putting in requests right now, Brother Ron? Right, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, y'all must think this club Y'all must think this club quarantine or something. I'm saying at some point. Hey, we'll put it in the rotation. Big payback. Get ready, you motherfucker. That's my show. No, no, no. Oh, you know what he should do is uh, pay the cost to be the boss. Pay the cost to be the boss, man. All, I, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, uh, and for all the other people again who who don't know how to get it, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this one more time, and I'm gonna remind y'all of something. While you watching the video, I just want you to know. Y'all didn't, y'all punk asses didn't, didn't see no pause. Y'all didn't see, <laughs> y'all didn't see no pause when I went down and came back up. See, let me, let me, let me go, let me go ahead and remind y'all that again. Cause see, some of y'all, some of y'all don't quite, you know, understand what I'm talking about. See, see those of y'all who your stuff don't work. See, if you went down, you had to like pause, like, okay, I, I, you got to like, you know, you got to. You know, you got to. You, you, you like need a lift. That's me. You need a lift coming back up. And I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Everybody, everybody can't do that. I just want y'all to know that was no pause. That was no pause. Uh, as as your homeboy was coming. Let me see if I can pull this video up. If this one work, hold on. Let me see here. I, so, I really, honestly, bro, Roland, I, when you went down and the way your back was kind of posted, I didn't know what to expect at that moment. I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, you obviously, <laughs> you obviously don't know. You talking to a grown ass man? Ooh. You obviously Ooh. don't know. See, I just want, just want to remind y'all. See, see, Reese, see, Reese, you got to practice this, Reese. Watch this here, Reese. Yes. See, watch this, Reese. Yes. But watch this here. Down, up, down, up, down, oh, up, yes. down, up. It's like squatting. See, that was that was six. That was six, Reese. But why was y'all that synced was up, lot. though? Why she come in the door synced up? Dog, no, no, the marriage came in. All we 
saw, Damaris, y'all understand, she's 5'11", she's 6'3 in them heels, and we opened the door, all we saw was legs just, just getting it. Just getting it. Just getting it. Yes, I, can't, I, I, I can't wait to y'all. First of all, the interview was fantastic. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was wonderful. Uh, but again, some folk, if you can't dance, that ain't my problem. You ain't got no rhythm. Some of y'all uh, listen to Rhythmless Nation by Janet Jackson. That ain't my problem. Oh. <laughs> that Everybody ain't, my, ain't oh. able. Everybody that ain't my ain't problem. Everybody and see, able. and again, I don't, somebody said, Roland about to get dragged. I don't give a damn what the haters think. I ain't never danced for now one of y'all anyway. I dance for me. Music going, I get it. And I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna close show this. Here's one of the fundamental problems with a whole bunch of us. So let me go ahead and say this here, and I'm being very serious. It's a whole bunch of us don't know how to have fun. Mm -hmm. My grandfather, okay, was dancing all the way up to the time he passed away. All right? Mm. I don't understand the people who go to parties and they just stand around, they watch everybody else. No, we are meant to move. Here, that's biblical, when David danced. So, but the problem is, is too many folk out here, y'all worried about what somebody else think. I don't care what nobody else think. When y'all hear the <laughs> phrase, they can go to hell, I reserve that for all of the haters. And I'm telling you, it's too many people around here, Reese, who don't know what it means to have a good time, who don't know what it means uh, to dance, because here's the deal. If something happened, and I'm going to tell this story, and I need all y'all to understand, this is a 100% true story. I was at this conference. It was in South Carolina. It was New Year's Eve. Clock strikes 12, we at the party. Man, we, so we grooving, we grooving. Dance and all get out. Man and woman comes in. Man, you could tell she wanna dance. Her husband's like, oh, I got two left feet. I was like, Mark, go dance with your wife. Man, stop tripping. Man, she out there, mm -hmm. y'all, I can see her right now. She out there, she just dancing and moving. <laughs> I, she was dancing on the one three. We on the two four, <laughs> but it don't matter. Y'all, she was just smiling and she was just dancing. And I'm telling you, I could see right now the smile on her face. She was having a ball. Seven days later, we're sitting at home watching TV and they have breaking news. And breaking news, they're reporting on a shooting in Arizona at a supermarket. They show the picture. And I'm like, to my wife, I said, didn't we just meet that woman? So I go to my case and I pull out some business cards and I pull out a card and on the card is her name and she wrote her cell phone. That was Congresswoman Gabby Giffords. Mm. No way. The week earlier, seven days earlier, we were dancing up a storm. A week later, she was almost killed. She is mm. still impacted from the injuries from her shooting. My Walking God. is difficult. Her speech is still difficult. That may have been the last time she danced with that, with just freely with her husband, Mark, who's now a United States Senator. So for mm. all y'all folk, 
who <laughs> sit here and run your damn mouth. You fools talking about, oh, no, we questioning his sexuality. Shut the hell up, you punk asses. What? I'm going to dance till I no longer can. No and question. I don't care what none of y'all think about it. I will do it in the aisles at Essence. I will do it at the Apollo Spring Gala. I will do it at an Alpha convention. I will do it anywhere. In fact, I don't even need nobody to dance with. Because you know what? I could dance by my damn self. No <laughs> and that's something, Reese, uh, more people need to embrace because you don't know what might happen when you no longer are able to dance. That's the truth. You damn right. And I, anybody knows me, I'm the first person on the dance floor and the last person off of it. And I always say that black joy is an act of resistance. You can't drag joy because it's joy. And some of y'all right. need to get some. And I have a little <laughs> red microphone. If you see me in my Tesla, and Yo I'm in the ass side. be doing them damn karaoke car videos. I sure do. I sure do. I sure do. No. Or if you see me driving home and I have Tedra Moses on, I am dancing and waving my hand and singing. And I don't give a damn because I am joyful and I'm going to keep that joy in a society and in a world that says I'm not supposed to have that. And if you don't like it, you need to get you some of what I got, which is joy. And what Roland has and what Dr. Carr has and what Faraji has. All day long, Greg. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm more of a singer. I play music at the beginning of every class, even now that we're virtual. This morning I played some John Coltrane, but always moving, brother. But I will say, I mean, I watch you even the opening every night. Roller Martin Unfiltered. The moves you, you got in the video behind you as in Vogue is singing, brother. Anybody, <laughs> you, go, you go dance now. Oh, <laughs> I, hey, I, uh, I don't even need permission. I don't care. I'm no going to dance. That's going to happen. All right, y'all. That's it. We want to thank y'all for being on the panel. Uh, Reese, Greg, Faraji, thanks a lot, folks. If y'all please download the Black Star Network app. Things are going phenomenal. We, we're almost at 20,000. Uh, let me just see real quick. Uh, but we do want you to, um, let's see here. Let me pull it up. Uh, we want to hit 50,000 by December. Uh, so right now we are at... 17,675, almost at 18,000. Please download to your iPhone, your Android phone, Android TV, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, Xbox, and Samsung TV. Also, please join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar you give goes to support this show, what we're able to do, uh, some amazing things, uh, the, the stories that we're able to cover, the places we're able to go. Next week, we're gonna be uh, in Atlanta for Operation Hope's Global Hope Forum, broadcasting live uh, from there. And so, uh, some amazing stuff we're going to have from there and so looking forward to that cash app dollar sign rm unfiltered paypal.me forward slash r martin unfiltered venmo.com forward slash rm unfiltered zale rolling at rollingsmartin.com rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com and please let me give a shout out Amazon, Nissan, Buick, uh, three of our new sponsors. We appreciate their support for Roland Martin Unfiltered, supporting Black-owned media. And so, thank you so very much. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Game one, American League Championship Series. Astros, Boston Red Sox in Houston. We gonna handle that business. Holla!
it's time to be smart. Roland Martin's doing this every day. Oh, no punches! Thank you, Roland Martin, for always giving voice to the issues. Look for Roland Martin in the whirlwind, to quote Marcus Garvey again. The video looks phenomenal, so I'm really excited to see it on my big screen. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. I gotta defer to the brilliance of Dr. Carr and to the brilliance of the Black Star Network. I am rolling with rolling all the way. Honored to be on a show that you own, a Black man. <laughs> Owns the show. Folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real uh, revolutionary right now. Rolling was amazing on that. Stay black. I love y'all. I can't commend you enough about this platform that you've created for us to be able to share who we are, what we're doing in the world, and the impact that we're having. Let's be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You can't be black on media and be scared. You dig? Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.